Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, welcome back, everybody. The second hour in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. And, of course, this is the time when we got our buddy, the Bruce Big Gradkowski. Yes, and by the way, subscribe to Sirius XM's Best Package. All access and get your first six months for 50 bucks. Fees and taxes apply. See offer details at SiriusXM.com slash scouting. Welcome to the locker room, the one and only, the Big G, Bruce Gradkowski. Guys, I always get fired up when Bruce Springsteen's playing. You guys welcome me in. Like, almost like I should be practicing today. So, <laughs> I gotta, hey, Bruce. I got to get that workout in. You, Bruce, I was listening to you on uh, uh, the NFL Network yesterday. Uh, what, what kind of snacks did you have for, for the game? Oh, man. Tunch, you know, I'm a big snack guy. So, last night I, I did make some chicken nachos. Uh, that was after my wife made a beautiful dinner of pasta with like, oh. ground turkey meat, some oh. shredded cheese on top that she put in the oven to kind of crisp it up a little bit. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, Do you have it some bread really with good. it, too? Come on. Yeah, you had some bread with Come it, right? On. Come on, you big chibooch. I, I don't <laughs> eat bread. Oh, my goodness. How do you mooch up the sauce with no bread? Huh? No. Well, you know what? It's tough, man, but I, I know. I, I, I'm kind of conscious in that point. But if she would have had bread on the table, I couldn't pass it up. Now, how can you? But it, it, it wasn't there, so I oh. kind of kept clean. Yeah. So, you know what? Your gal took care of you. She just did no. There's no temptation there. But, but you know what? But I, but I finished it with some ice cream at night. So oh. it kind of evens out. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, I love my snacks out, obviously. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one. I'm not one to miss any of the major meals any, either. So, anyhow, looking at this weekend, we got a major smorgasbord of of uh, blunt force trauma coming uh, Steelers way. What say you, Bruce? Oh man, this this is exciting. I mean, you know, who who would have thought this would have kind of given us even more of what we were looking for when this game got postponed? You know, I mean, with the Titans playing as well as they are. Uh, especially after all the COVID stuff. Um, Tannehill right now, uh, through the last three weeks, has a league-high 94.4 overall grade for us at PFF. So he, he's just, I mean, he's playing efficient, he's playing smart, uh, and with a lot of confidence. And that's what I look at this team. They're playing with confidence. It's, it's a good culture. I feel like the Steelers and the Titans are kind of built similar. Very good head coaches, good leaders, good communicators. Um, and it's definitely going to be a, a great matchup. Bruce, when you look at – I'm sorry, Chalucha, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I, <laughs> I, I had the thought. It dropped from my brain to my mouth like a gumball machine, so I had to roll with it, okay? Yeah, don't let him lose that thought. <laughs> so, so when you look at Tannehill, you think, okay, this guy's just a play-action guy. 40% of the time he's play-action, but his numbers actually go up when he doesn't play-action. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just playing good. I mean, I, I feel like it's a compliment to Arthur Smith. You know, they're on yeah. the corner. He's, he's just doing a good job of, you know, calling plays that he's comfortable with. And honestly, guys, I just I believe a lot is confidence. You know, I, I feel like that's what Tomlin does a good job at. Guys can come into Pittsburgh and they develop in their own, their own person, and, com, and Tomlin allows them to have that confidence. He empowers his players, and that's what you're seeing with Tannehill. You know, coming from Miami, getting an opportunity to play last year, 
And honestly, guys, I mean, he couldn't do much worse than what Mariota was doing. So there was no pressure on him. And then once they started winning, everyone else bought in that he was their guy. And that's how they're playing. They're playing with a lot of confidence as a team. Yes, you know, I, I let uh, Wolf uh, take the question because uh, <laughs> I would have uh, forgot. He would have forgotten uh, the, that question. Uh, um, you know, uh, what do you think about uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, the way he uh, uh, play action passes and uh, the way he sets him up? And, and the linebackers yeah. always seem to bite when he play action passes. Well, and that's, I mean, that's a good point, Hunt, because what my fear is for this weekend is that the Steelers are over-preparing to stop Derrick Henry. Right. You know, and when you do that, now teams just bite up that much more on the run when Tannehill pokes that ball out, extends it out, and now the linebackers fly up. And I feel like the Steelers have struggled at times versus play-action pass when, you know, you try to get mismatches, tight ends on linebackers, and, and attacking the middle of the field. So, I expect that. I'd, I'd like to see the Steelers actually try to stop that more than Derrick Henry. Just, yeah. you know, play the play action pass first and just make sure you wrap up Derrick Henry. Don't let him get the yards after contact. Right. He's such a big dude. Uh, but, you know, tons to your point, you know, the Steelers only have faced 38 play action passes so far this year. They're number 31 in the league. New England's last at 32. Philadelphia, the Eagles have faced the most play action passes with 100. So, uh, that's my fear this weekend, though, is, is the play-action pass. You know, it's interesting you say that because uh, Tunch was just telling me we were talking about the Buffalo bottling up Derrick Henry. Yeah, they, but they still dropped 42 points on Buffalo. Oh, I know. And and that's that's the problem. You, you, you're all proud of yourself. You stopped stop Derrick Henry, but you're just letting Tannehill throw it through the air. So, I mean, what, what would you rather do? And I just think – the Steelers. It's gonna. This game's gonna come down to turnovers. I think Ben's been playing very efficient, smart with the football. Uh, Tannehill has as well. But I do feel like if the Steelers can get around Tannehill and get some pressure on him, he'll cough that ball up on sacks and make, maybe making a few errant passes. So hopefully the guys up front could get around Tannehill and, and he could feel that pressure. You know, I, I've seen him throwing. Uh, I've seen him throwing the coverage, uh, and uh, you know he doesn't. Ha- he he only has two picks, but uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Tennessee or Texas, uh, Houston uh, dropped a lot of interceptions uh, last week. Yeah, I mean, well, when you when you get those opportunities, you know, with the Titans, you got <laughs> the ball's in your hand. You got to catch it. But that's why times they say. Uh, that's why DBs in secondary play on defense and they're not receivers because they have no hands. So, <laughs> uh, you, you know, so, so hopefully that's a good thing. Even if uh, Ben misfires one, that just bounces off their face. But I, I do. I think it comes down to turnovers this game and, and protecting the football. Bruce, when you was going back to Derrick Henry, some of the things I look at, you go, when he goes wildcat, that seems unfair. You know, when he's got a lead blocker, that just seems a little yeah. unfair. I mean, you watch this guy because he can – it's like he – you, Josh Norman, we've talked about it. Who couldn't believe the, the, the human levitation act he did on Josh Norman when he, you know, stiff-armed him, you know, in horizontal in the air? It was unbelievable. Josh Norman well, should have taken him low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, in touch, I was just going to say that. You cannot try to tackle Derrick Henry high at right. all. I mean, it's just – it's like tackling Bud Dupree. I mean, you see Bud Dupree up close. Right. You see, um, I mean, just look how James Harrison was built. You know, like this dude, Derrick Henry, is, is a monster the way he runs. So 
Uh, but if you do make him cut, if you do, if you don't give him that straightaway pass, and you bottle bottle him up a little bit, you slow him down, and now you got a gang tackle. You know, it can't just be a one man tackle. You right. got to fly to the football, and I feel like the Steelers do a good job at that. Yeah, it's uh, you know their receivers are good. Corey Davis, uh, uh, you know, fifteen catches, two hundred six yards. Adam Humphreys, twenty one catches, two hundred yards, and AJ Brown. Uh, 17 catches, 177 yards. Uh, they, they, they're, they have good receivers. Yeah, no, they do. They got good weapons outside, and and that's what's scary about this offense. You know, teams try to stop the run, and then all of a sudden you let you know Corey Davis, AJ Brown, and and those guys get off outside and in, in uh, Humphrey. So uh, the Steelers are going to have a challenge this week. I, I think you got to keep them behind the chains. You know, try to not let them get into third and shorts and not, you know, get first downs uh, to continue to move the chain. So um, I can't wait to watch this matchup, you know, because I've been impressed, like, with the Steelers last week, the way they were focused on the Browns, take took care of business and just, you know, whooped up on them. And I expect the same this week, to be honest with you. I right. think you're going to be focused in. I think there, there's a little frustration built up from how their schedule has played out. They should be actually relaxing and having a little right. time off but now they're playing. So I hope they use that to their advantage. You know, you take that edge and you say, yeah, you know what? I'm supposed to be, I don't know, you know, somewhere relaxing, not down here in Nashville playing a game, you know, with uh, barely anybody in the stands. But you look at this, this game is going to be a fun matchup. And you look defensively at these guys. And one of the things that stood out to me was the two inside linebackers, both tackling machines, but, you know what they 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 they're not downhill bangers. That's right. I mean they they stand yeah. there, they read, they move laterally, uh, and then they'll you know make their way towards banging a guy. You know, but they don't come downhill with a real thud. Yeah, Rashawn De- uh, Evans and Jayon Brown, uh, they're they're sideline to sideline guys, but they're, they're not step yeah. up and yeah. smaculate people. Yeah, but uh, Rashawn Evans runs through a, a bunch of times. He he runs through. And, guys, that's how this game is nowadays. I think you need linebackers that are sideline to sideline guys because of how much teams are passing, you know, how, you know, athletic the offenses are and how much jet sweeps and motions and screens and right. wide receiver screens, running back screens. So they do. They really cover ground. And I think the Steelers, you know, the Steelers have done a good job offensively with some shifts and motions. Last week, I didn't like the RPOs they started with just because sometimes as a quarterback, I'm just speaking from my like personal experience is it's not always comfortable because you're not even, a, you can't, you're not even able to make a decision until after you get the ball in your hand and then you're reading the defender. And now it's like, does an offensive lineman get in your vision where you can't see what that line linebacker did or what his move was. And then you're kind of indecisive. If I have to read coverage after the ball's in my hand and, and based on which side I have to read or progression, that's fine, but I feel like making a decision on catching the ball, whether you're going to hand off or not, and then where you're going to read the throw is difficult at times. And then I think the Steelers adjusted well last week, and then they just started to drop back in passing and hit Chase Claypool and make a play to James Washington, a beautiful out and up. So, um, you know, that's what I want to see some more of. Just count on Big Ben to be able to do his thing, but I also do appreciate and like watching some of the wide receiver screens the Steelers have put in their game plan. What what are you looking at, uh, Bruce, uh, on the RPO, and uh, what? 
How do you yeah. not let your offensive linemen get downfield uh, so they're uh, they're throwing a flag? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's tough, punch. You know, the RPO, the run pass option, it depends. You know who you're trying to I- isolate. You know, if it's hey, this linebacker, we're going to keep him unblocked. So if he flies to the football, if he's flying towards your run action pull it and hit this inside slant that's going to replace where that linebacker is sitting. And, you know, that's kind of like the reason. Now, it has to happen. You have to make split-second decisions because, number one, half, maybe half your offensive line is, is uh, uh, run blocking, and the other half might be pass protecting or they're all run blocking. So, number one, you can't get a flag with guys downfield. Number two, you don't want to be, you know, holding the ball, you know, because – now you're going to get sacked because they're not expecting you to hold the ball long. Right. So it does. It just takes a lot of split-second decisions that can be tough at times. You know, when you put it all together, Bruce, it's still going to be stop Derrick Henry, but you can't overstop yeah. him. <laughs> I mean, you can't oversell right. out to stop him. You got Ryan Tannehill, who does a great job on play action, but he, some is according to some stats, he's even better when he doesn't play action. A.J., Brown, who is a terrific wide receiver. John o. Smith, who's a pretty good tight end, who whams. Then you flip it over defensively speaking, then come after you. Oh, this is going to be a tough game, brother. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's what's so exciting about it. You know, I mean, you, you watch like Tennessee, uh, they're number eight with 21 explosive runs. So I think if you're the Steelers, just don't let them have those explosive runs. That's like 10 or plus yards or more. Uh, they're, they're number four in total pressures allowed with only 67. So they've been protected Tannehill for the most part. Um, now, what, Taylor Lewan's out, so maybe that gives the Steelers an advantage. Um, and then I look at the Steelers with the total pressures generated, 146, number two. Like, so this is going to be a great matchup up front. I think it's going to be the Titans offense line versus Steelers defensive front. And whoever wins that battle is going to win this football game. Uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, uh, Bruce, for joining us. Appreciate uh, you, God brother. bless you, brother. Love you, buddy. Take care. Man, I love you guys. Have a good weekend. All, All right, right, brother. Take, take care. care. Take Much care. love to you. All yeah. right. Subscribe to Sirius XM's Best Package. All access and get your first six months for 50 bucks. Fees and tax uh, taxes apply. See offer details at SiriusXM.com slash scouting. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this.